welcome to the 2019 Knocker Awards. Here are your hosts, Nestlemania and JC. It is now time, folks, as you heard, for the 2019 Knocker Awards. I am back in the saddle again with my boy JC. It's our favorite time of the year. Well, one of the favorite times. This show is so much fun. Year-end awards. Everyone loves year-end awards. We do it best. Knocker Awards. Everyone, like you like to say, wants a golden knocker. Everybody wants a golden knocker. Can somebody take home a set of knockers tonight? Ooh, there could be. Who knows? So I think... As we get excited for this night, it's a very, it's a black tie event. It's very prestigious to get a golden knocker. And I believe we are going to kick it off in style. You'll always be in my shine. Mwah. Male Superstar of the Year. All right, you heard it there with the beautiful pipes of Michael Downing once again. Thank you to him for hooking us up. Male Superstar of the Year. This is the male that went above and beyond, that shined more than anyone else, that stood out just in this calendar year. Maybe not your favorite, but this man had a year. The nominees are Adam Cole, baby! Cody, who freaking launched a company. Kofi freaking Kingston. His name's going to come up a few times today. And then, of course, Seth freaking Rollins. I, like... (laughs) You know what? As much as I like to crap at him... You just you just totally He's knifed on that one. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Let's break this down very quickly. I will say, uh, based on what you just said for the nominees, I would say that Seth Rollins is out because we hate Seth Rollins. See you, dink. He's out. Throw him out with the garbage. <laughs> First off, right out of the gate. Secondly, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna I'm gonna decredit Cody. Okay. I'm gonna because for me, yes, you started a company, but it's a lot easier to be somebody in, let's say, male superstar of the year when you're running the fucking company. I mean, he did have a very good year. He did. He did. He had some emotional matches. Yes. I will say for me, it's a two horse I, race, baby. It's a two horse race. It's between the boom, 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 and the baby. <laughs> that's what I want. So that's to me. I don't know about you, but that's how that's what I'm whittling down. No, to. those are the two for me. Okay. And um, both these guys appear on this list a lot because of the yes. years they have, and I think that's telling of why they're here, why they deserve to be here. Obviously, Kofi reached the mountaintop. Adam Cole reached his own mountaintop in a different way. But my pick, you know, was something that was this probably would have been even or like maybe Kofi leading towards the end of the year, but Adam Cole finished with such style. I think that, you know, it's that, that horse racing game where you're shooting the, the water at him and like Kofi had a little lead, then all of a sudden at the end, boom, Adam Cole, baby! He is my male superstar of 2019 and the winner of the first knocker award from JC. Wow. Yep. Wow. You know, I was thinking about it. I probably had voted for Adam Cole. However, as we're having this conversation, I thought to myself, Adam Cole will always be important in a certain way to NXT. However, when you look at it this way, you think about Kofi Kingston having that 11 years, right? That 11 11 years. 11 years years of just sitting there and acting like a fake Jamaican, then becoming a (laughs) choir boy, then becoming, you know, like, you know, becoming what he became with the pancake throwing, you know, like the whole thing. And you think about the historical aspect of Kofi Kingston and how important it was for him to become the very first WWE, the first black WWE champion and how that was monumental for a mm-hmm. whole portion of the audience. Give it to him, baby. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, mm. I'm going to give Kofi my golden knocker only because Adam Cole will have many, and I mean, I'm sure many title reigns down the line. But for me, 
When you think about Kofi Kingston, you're going to think, I, I can still watch that clip right now if we pulled it up. I get goosebumps. The that might be won. nominated later in the show. I'm just mm -hmm. saying, he. you think about historical aspect in terms of the the, the mom, and then people are going to say it's a whole year, and I understand that, but you got to think about He's from still February, a damn good year. February to, I believe, when did he lose? It was November, October? February yeah. to, to October. He was the guy. So that's a good portion of the year that it was all him, right? Mm -hmm. And then he just came back. Yes, he didn't have the end stretch that Adam Cole had. He's a champion heading in 2020. But he's still a champion, and he's still putting on the best damn matches, as you guys said last week with mm -hmm. TJ. TJ did a great job, by the way. I, th that's what I'm thinking about. So for me, Golden Knocker goes to the boom, boom, boom. Avitan Shaltan. Sorry, I missed his, his theme song. That's what my brother and I used to yell when he, his song came out. It's the whole thing. That's what we're doing. I like it. Okay, there you go. All right, I believe it's on to the next category, Michael. Go right ahead. Female Superstar of the Year. All right. Well, this is the uh, counterpart to Male Superstar of the Year. We are talking now Female Superstar of the Year. And uh, I have a lot to say on this one, but I'm going to let you kick it off because I'm curious. We want to go up with the nominees before you do that, of yes, course. Yes, of course. I got to do my job. <laughs> Bailey, who went through a big character change. Becky Lynch, Io Shirai, and Shayna Baszler. So, Nestlemania, take it away. So, this is where I'm going to get a lot of heat real off, real quick, real quick. Becky Lynch to me, obviously at the beginning of April, super hot fire, not hitting the button. However, I believe she's gotten stale. So, in the year process of it all, yes, she's still a big star. Yes, she definitely is the whole A+. But for me, not necessarily the most impressive year, in my opinion. Especially now we're getting into this whole thing where she said she needs Asuka to be relevant, the whole thing at the end. I think that that says a lot for me. So, She's out. Wow. I know that's not what everybody was going to say because she's obviously been, like I said, the, the show. Mm -hmm. However, uh, when I look at longevity, I look at other things. I think Bailey, although character change, has been champion for at least a couple of months at this point, has done a lot of cool stuff. But for me, you're out of there, Bailey. I love Pam, but, you know, not to the extent that I think it's a year long. Although she's done a great job on SmackDown. So it's down to two women in NXT, in my belief. And I love both of these women for different reasons. I will say this much. My heart wants to give Io my golden knocker. Mm -hmm. But Shayna Baszler is the ship. She is the ship that runs that entire division. Not anymore. Not anymore, obviously. But for most of the year. But yeah. for most of the year, <laughs> she has been, I think, a cumulative. They said something crazy like 600 days between the two championship reigns. As much as I love Io Shirai and I want to give it to her, I'm giving it to Shayna Baszler because that woman was dominant and she beat Becky Lynch and Bailey at Survivor Series. So my, my flag is in the sand. I bleed gold and black for Shayna Baszler. Everything you just said is false and incorrect. It Not is what? Okay, no, no, soon. This is why I wanted you to go oh, first because this was Christ. fucking perfect. First off, I like Shayna Baszler too. An incredible year, incredible champion. You know what I remember about her title reign this year? Almost nothing. That's bullshit. I know, almost nothing. I That's love bullshit. her. I think she's incredible, and I don't think it's necessarily a slight against her, but every single takeover, we always talk about it like, yeah, the match, there was nothing wrong with it, but it didn't live up to the everything else in the card. So for me, Shayna Baszler, first one out. What? Io Shirai. I said it over and over again. My favorite character in NXT. I absolutely love her. Her change was incredible. She's nominated in a later category, but female superstar of the year, there's no accolades with her or anything. She's incredible. She always has good matches. Love her, but she's out. Sorry, TJ. I know in his article wrote, if you don't make Yoshirai your superstar of the year, you're Ron. No, Wow, TJ, you you're turned, Ron. You turned, Get out. You Hell yeah. You're both out, Ron. You just turned on TJ. That comes down to two women, and that's Bailey, and that's Becky Lynch. Bailey, incredible year. Character change we talk about. Oh, if, my no, no, no. Here's the, here's the argument with Bailey. 
She's been a champion belt to belt. Women's tag team champion, first ever held to go into WrestleMania, comes back, wins fucking money in the bank, wins the SmackDown Women's title, loses it, gets it right back, finishing out the year with it. She was a champion belt to belt. Bailey, you are the runner up. But the winner. Runner up? You just made a case for yeah, it. Exactly. But the winner is Becky Lynch. Let's start. Okay, January wins the Royal Rumble, then goes to WrestleMania. Main event's the first ever WrestleMania in a match that, go back and watch it by itself, really good. I did it before. Incredible match. We were just fatigued as fuck. It was really good. Great moment. Ronda Rousey brought her to the door. Becky fucking kicked it in. She becomes champion. She holds those both titles for a while. She has, loses one of them right away. She does away. lose one of them because that's just she how it's She had to work. lose them. Yeah, because you can't, you can't overbook the poor woman. She's already working too hard. But from Bell to she's a champion the entire year. But also, hey, let's think about this. Um, where was I going? Exactly. You oh, lost train uh, of thought. Video game. First ever woman on the cover. That's a big fucking deal. That doesn't That's matter. That's a factor. It, it is. is. No, 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 it's it a, does not. It's another thing to pile no, up that nobody else has ever no. done. Big fucking deal. She continued to have good matches throughout the year. Good rivalries. It's Becky Lynch. 2019 was Becky Lynch. This is the correct answer. Mm. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Any other answer to female superstar that isn't Becky Lynch is factually incorrect it is fake news and you're picking with your heart you're no, picking with whatever no, you know it's just maybe other people are picking with other things i don't know but becky lynch is the answer for female superstar of the year there's no doubt about it bell to bell and now the thing with oscar is going to start us in 2020 she might fucking go back to back you get it oh, so she here. was if there hold was on. hold on let me put it this way if there was one category for superstar of the year becky lynch would win that too she was the biggest thing in wrestling this year I, the listen, biggest thing I, not even close so just when we're narrowing down just to females it's not even fucking competition i'm telling you right now the fact that you are tell me what she's done for the last three to four months has been just had a banner of a woman's tag team title match where they fucking killed each other yeah that doesn't she's been it. incredible that match was weird by the way that I, match was bizarre i liked it, it i was liked bizarre it how bizarre how bizarre it was flat in my opinion becky lynch things. superstar of the year hell i'll give her fucking she can share it with adam cole too so she gets fucking two you are already. bizarre you no, are a bizarre individual. This, I, I was fired up for this category because i knew it and i was reading tj's article i saw a little note i'm like oh god i hope nestle's with him you went with the I other did, NXT and again, like I said, all deserving, but truthfully, this category, the nominee should be Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, because that is the only right answer. Everything else is fake news and Ron, and I will die on that hill. Game over, set, whatever. Game, set, match. Do it correctly. Last word, or do we move on? I don't even want to get into this with you because I think it's erroneous. Let's move on to the next one, Michael. Tag team of the year. Now, we, uh, you know, we talked about the men. We talked about the women. Now we got to talk about tag teams. You know what my goal is for this award next year? There to be a women's tag team on this list. Oh, okay. Kabuki like Warriors, you know, if they, they had the momentum there. they had the last couple months, they'd be there. But let's be honest, they weren't there the entire uh, year. So the nominees are the Lucha Bros, representative of AEW and everywhere else they wrestled, the Revival, the Street Profits, and the Undisputed Era. Four very good tag teams. We talk about, you know, tag team wrestling, not where we want it to be. Maybe next year, AEW has four nominees on this list, sure. but... Um, I personally like pretty much all these tag teams. Um, for me, I'm going to, I love the Undisputed Era. I love them as a unit, but as a tag team, I throw them out first. I throw out the Lucha Bros. It, for me, it comes down to the Revival and the Street Profits. For me personally. And obviously I love the Street Profits. They're amazing. But a lot of the time they're not doing much. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet. 
He's whipping Say it up. yeah! He's wearing My his... tag team of 2019 goes to the Revival. He just showed a Revival shirt for those that yep. thought he dropped his pants. Ray. We're fucking twinsies, baby. The yellow shirt. That is awesome. an ugly yellow, by the way. Oh, that I is an it. ugly I, this yellow. Is, this is the shit I like to wear, man. That looks like a baby poop di- diarrhea kind um, of thing. It's loud, awful. Loud and proud, baby. I don't care. Uh, the Revival, they were multi-time tag team champions. I think, believe twice on Raw, once on SmackDown. Uh, I think they had the best matches of the year, even when they popped down to NXT for a week and fought the Undisputed Era. To me, I... All the year, everything combined, they're my tag team of the year. You know, when, I, when you were reading all those things, I personally think it's a, it's an insult to put the Street Profits in the category, personally. So they were completely out the minute you said their I th- name. I think you could have made an argument for the New Day. I think you could. I think you could definitely make an argument for the New Day. I think, so getting down to those, <laughs> getting down to those three, uh, to the nitty-gritty, I love the Undisputed Era. I'm not necessarily in love with the idea of what they're doing. They haven't, in my opinion, besides that Revival match, there weren't a lot of Undisputed Era matches I that I were thinking to myself, mm-hmm. hey, these are the ones that I would show somebody. So that, to me, Undisputed, blah, blah, blah. So we're down to uh, the Revival and, of course, the Lucha Bros. Now, for me, for different reasons, I am going to pick the same as you. I am going to what? say the Revival is a tag team of the year from Nestlemania's point of view. Only because you ask people who the Lucha Brothers are, a lot of people do not know who they are. They could be the best tag Might team Might change world. next year. Might change next yep. year. However, AEW still is in, in its infancy, and I do believe that the Lucha Bros, in my opinion, when it comes to tag team wrestling, still have that Lucha mentality where they don't tag, they don't cut off the ring as much, they don't distract the referee. They are, and everybody's going to be shocked. I'm sure TJ and D, you know DQ and Ray Ray and everybody on the, on the thread that gives me shit about all my stuff that I love, they're going, you just love your high spots. Well, yes, I, I do. I thought for sure you were giving them the awards. So I, 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 I think I may, Honestly, I think Danny's going to go back to the thing, and yes, I probably have changed my mind from what I voted on. <laughs> however, however, and I reserve the right because I am the leader of the knocker. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, I am changing it to the revival. There it is. They get my golden knocker. Good pick. Yeah. Michael, hit me with your best shot. Best champion. Next up, as you just heard, best champion. Now this, like, there could be so many nominees and there's some people on here that probably should have been on here, but we narrow it down to four. And this is the person that when they held that title, it meant something and their reign meant something. And some of them are still current champions. Uh, but here are the nominees. Adam Cole is NXT champion. Bebe. Chris Jericho as Le Champion in AEW. Kofi Kingston as WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Thank you. You just and, blew up. Yeah. And our first nominee from over across the pond, Walter as NXT UK Champion. I think Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler could be in this category sure. as well. But when, you know, going through it, these four just like, so their reign stood out so let me, much. I don't want to, I don't want to pick up a fight again. I'm just saying for somebody that, that literally you just, you said it earlier. You said Becky Lynch should be in, in that category with the males yeah. and she's a champion. How come she's not in this one? I'm curious. Because this, this is a different conversation. When you talk about superstar, so, but she's, she was on wait, a cover. No, she put, she made me, event at WrestleMania. Let me Tell put me all these way. things that make sense. Becky was more than the title. And there were the things that she did to getting towards the title Man, at the beginning of the that. year that were a big factor. That's how it is to me. And plus, it's also like hers was different because, as you said, she had the second title along the way. So we had that mm. weird Lacey Evans thing that went on too long. That was great at the start. I'm smelling BS but here. No. Um, this I'm one, smelling BS. No. Erroneous. It's just different. I'm picking Becky Lynch for my golden knocker just out of spite. I like it. Just out of spite. It's a good pick. Is that actually your pick? No. Okay. But I, I, you know, I, just, <laughs> I wanted to make a stink about it. No, believe me, I considered that, but I you also um, no. Much. Let me put it this way, because I obviously took in everyone's feedback. But when we narrowed this down, I did try to 
not oversaturate the same people everywhere. Uh-huh. I tried to spread it out where it was like, sure. if someone wants to like, you know, give people their due, I set it up kind of like that. Cause I could have taken out Walter. I could have taken out Kofi. I could have taken out Jericho, but it's just, I, I, oh, so you just gave your pick to who you think the champion is then there. I could have taken out Adam Cole too. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I'm actually. I don't think I'm picking. I don't honestly don't remember who I picked for this one. So it's gonna. All be All right, a well, surprise. fine, 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 whatever. Let's who are you picking? All right, well, I'm throwing out Walter right out of the gate because the man looks like a thumb. Wow, and, that's uh, um rude. He does. He looks like he looks like your thumb, your big toe. That's what he looks like to me. That has nothing to do with him being champion. No, I know. It just it's erroneous. You're to a me. thumb shamer. I'm a thumb shamer. There you go. <laughs> Opposable Nestle. That's what I am. No, I look. I, I there's something about Walter where I do appreciate the, the Tyler Bate match and, and and the other matches. They were incredible. Uh, I do think he's done a great job in terms of, you know, keeping the championship. Uh, I have to give a shout-out to our boy, you know, the Real Deal B. Cox for doing the NXT UK articles, as you Ooh. say. Uh, he does a great job because I don't necessarily see those uh, matches a lot of the times, and I use Brandon as my uh, – he tells me what I should and shouldn't be watching. A.K.A. Remember? watch all Jordan Devlin matches. Yeah, exactly. And so so when I when I see what he re- when he writes about Walter, it doesn't seem like there's like a, a – a, he gushes over him. So for that reason, I'm going to stay with stay with that reason of I'm not necessarily excited about Walter. He's out. So now we're down to three. Adam Cole, in my opinion, has been great. However, like I said, I don't necessarily believe in terms of a champion. It's not necessarily the presentation of a champion on its own. It's a presentation of the whole Undisputed Era dripped in gold. I don't necessarily— Draped. Draped, dripped, whatever they say. Golden drip. I'm Joe Stoppering you. Whatever. Who cares? You've been grammared, bitch. I've been grammared. That, that, <laughs> I'm going to put a grammar troll t-shirt in the back. You've been grammared, bitch. Uh, that'll be for his birthday next year. Don't quote me on that. Uh, so uh, Adam Cole is more of a, a part of a group, in my opinion, of looking like a menace and doing a great job. So for me, I think in championship style, he is out. So we're down to two, which Le Champion and Kofi Kingston. So for me, they're they're great for different reasons. Clearly, I'm a Jericho guy. I love Le Champion. Until the bell rings. Until the bell rings, of course. <laughs> So, like, as much as I love Le Champion, I'm going to throw him out because he is doughy. He doesn't have the best matches. And, of course, I think Kofi Kingston, in my opinion, when you think champion, you think of the guy that you can put anywhere on the card. You can put him literally in any situation. When he went to, to Ghana for the year of return, he had that Bret Hart feel of an international superstar. He brought the championship with him. He brought it to people to keep it to, to his homeland. All that stuff. I think when you think champion, that's the champion. That's the extra mile that you go. You do the make-a-wishes. You do the all the... And I know that I, I'm hypocritical because I said about the, the cover of the game and everything. So I understand where I'm coming from. However... Okay, just... I don't even have to say anything. I know. I know. I know where you're going. I see that look in your eye. But I will say in terms of the championship, when you when you judge it a certain way, I believe Kofi Kingston is my champion of the year. I agree with every single word you said. The only thing I would add is the there reason is. why you discounted Adam Cole is also the same reason I discounted Jericho because he's part of the group. And it's also the, um, I think Jericho's a great champion, mm-hmm. but um, also part of being like the best champion is being one of the best wrestlers. Uh, total package. Kofi was a total package. His promos this year were incredible. His run was incredible. He had so many moments. Of course, the biggest one, which will be nominated later in the show. But uh, yeah, Kofi Kingston also gets my golden knocker for best champion. Kofi Kingston, the first person to pick up a set of golden knockers. Congratulations, Kof. Michael, the next envelope. Rivalry of the year. Now, when you think rivalry, this one's always kind of hard because, you know, there are some good ones, but a lot of the times with the rivalries, especially in WWE nowadays, they last too long and it kind of ruins our perception of how they were. I think that happened with Kofi and Randy. It just, it, it, it fizzled out. So the ones nominated here are ones, they were hot. hot. They were hot and they stayed hot. 
for almost the whole time. The nominees are Adam Cole, baby! Oh my god, this guy's everywhere. Versus Johnny Gargano, which was a big rivalry at the beginning of the year, and it was awesome. Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, it obviously started in 2018, carried over into 2019, and culminated at WrestleMania. You could throw Charlotte in there, but let's be honest, she was just an extra piece. It was all about Becky and Ronda. The NXT big one down there was Keith Lee and Dijakovic, uh, one that just like kind of happened. They had a banner of a match, and they had a few more, and all of a sudden, it just became this great thing. Obviously, they're friends now, because that's what happens. And then, of course, you have a rivalry that just went back and forth, back and forth forever, and that was the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. Um, for me, I'll kick this one off. I think they were all great, but for me, the one that I remember and I know TJ is going to love this, but I'm giving it to Keith Lee and Dijakovic mm. because that, like, when I'm looking at rivalries, like, I love, like, all the pomp and circumstance of some of the other ones. But this one, to me, it was, like, when these two were in arena together, everyone was on their feet and everyone was glued and everyone was into their matches because they were so good and you felt it. And you could feel that rivalry and it wasn't necessarily, like, a hate-hate. It was, like, it just, these two guys went fucking balls to the wall. And the thing that I really took away from it is they both elevated themselves, and we knew who they were because of this rivalry. So if that isn't what culminates as rivalry of the year, I just use the wrong word, but I don't care, okay. then they get my pick. All right, right out of the gate. There it is. So for me, I look at the Johnny uh, Johnny Wrestling and Adam Cole, baby, uh, as to me, it was a filler. It wasn't necessarily, it wow. wasn't supposed to be, no, no, I don't mean filler in the chance of like, it doesn't matter. I mean, oh, as in like, he, it, wasn't, it the wasn't the plan. The plan. Yes. Okay. So I look at that That's as a, it was a, it was a, a happenstance almost and that it was an amazing thing that happened. But to me, it, it only, it only went so far before it was done essentially. So for me, I look at that as kind of an eh kind of thing. Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. I was hoping that was going to be my pick. It probably was if you go back to what I picked on. <laughs> Danny's going to have, have yeah, it. Yeah, check out jobbernocker.com. Yeah. The whole staff picks will be up there along with, uh, I believe it's like pie charts. Something so. like Danny. Well, Danny's done a fantastic Good job shit, with it. I, and it's I out right now, so check I, it out. I don't, I don't want to uh, under undersell how great this is. So uh, so I'm thinking to myself, you know, hey, I, I, I do love the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros. However, eh, it is what it is in my opinion. So I'm kind of, eh, you know, I'm swaying back and forth with it. So I shouldn't have to be back and forth with it. Uh, what were the last two? There's uh, Keith Lee Dibu and the... Dijakovic, and I already deleted it. Okay. Becky Ronda. There you go. So there it is. Becky Ronda. <laughs> that tells you who I picked. Uh, I, I, Becky Ronda, to me, wasn't the whole year. So for me, I will give it to Keith Lee and, you know, the Dijak. Another golden so knocker for NXT. There you Downing. go. Downing. Hit me with your best shot. Best brand. Best brand. This is a new award for 2019. As you've seen, there's been a few new awards so far, and there's more to come. Uh, but this one, I figured, we got four brands now, so let's talk about them. You got AEW, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. I'm going to be brief. Raw and SmackDown, in terms of their brand, have been complete and utter bullshit this year because you don't know what their brand is between Wildcard. So those immediately crossed out. Wow. AEW, I love what they've done so far. Too new, not even close. To me, when we're talking best brand, it is 1 million percent NXT. I don't even need to say anything else. Wow. Yep. So here, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I think we should stretch this one a little bit. Uh, Why? Well, just let's, let's hear it. Okay, let's, let's hear it. Sometimes you got to play devil's Adam. That's what it is. Let's hear it. Uh, look, so here, this is Monday Night Raw is always the flagship. So they've <clears throat> just give me a second. Okay. Smackdown went from USA to Fox. In like November. Bigger, so again, October. still part of October, still big a deal. Big deal. Right. AEW started from nothing and became something in yep. terms of their branding, in terms Good of their YouTube. Up. Great runner-up. YouTube, as well as everything <laughs> else. In my opinion, I think in terms of some branding, AEW 
in my opinion, has done better than all of the other categories. Then give them your, give them your award, I'm coward. I'm not done. I'm not done. Yeah. You're wearing yellow. You're the coward. That's what I'm going to say. How does that make you me have a, a yellow streak on your back or a yellow on your back? So you are you 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 have yellow. I also have yellow on the front and the sides and everywhere else because I say yeah. I don't see that on the shirt. Does it say yeah? It says the revival and it says. Anyway, top back guys to doing top guy things. Anyway, uh, back to what I was saying, you coward. Uh, I, I, AEW, in my opinion, has good branding with their YouTube channels, with everything they do in action. So does WWE. So, yeah, they got the, way more views. I understand Look that. Look at fucking Bobby Lotta fucking bullshit. You don't talk about that on this program. Uh, we're talking about it later. Ugh. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so then we get to NXT. In my opinion, NXT was, in my opinion, this is where TJ's going to probably want to kill me. I think up until they went to USA, we're kind of floundering. Fickle. Just saying. Let's also add this as a note. Uh, Nestlemania also didn't watch every week before. That's then. true. Neither I did to... I. No, 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 no. Neither did I. No, no, no. But That's I'm just true. saying. So he, his, his opinion is erroneous. It is. Look. Where <laughs> <laughs> to use your word against me? But still, uh, when I look at it this way, in my opinion, I don't think NXT, in my opinion, has had the best in terms of an overall brand. I think they've they finished very strong since October, and that's a quarter of the year. So for me, I think in terms of excitement, in terms of starting from nothing and becoming something, I'm giving my brand award to AEW. That's what I'm going to say because it's a lot harder to become nothing and then to something. Nasty. You are all it's, over It's me. okay to be Ron. No, um, it's not. I'm honestly, it's The Golden Knocker is, is an established it's, award, it's, folks. Yeah, so you get into an, uh, whatever. Uh, it's not even worth my time. It's time to go to the main event of The Shine oh, and the no. 2019 Knocker Awards. Super hot fire moment of the year. Super hot fire moment of the year. That means like this moment was literal flames. And you know what? This year, there was some good shit, man. There was some good shit. So we're going to get right to the nominees. Super hot fire moment of the year. Everyone remembers this. The Fiend debuting at SummerSlam. That entrance, that moment. We were all glued to our TVs. This was a moment. Something you don't forget. Then we get to Survivor Series where they literally put someone on the map. Keith Lee, what, what? Keith Lee, what, what? Going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Roman Reigns. That arena was ridiculous. All of us watching at home, we were into it. And then, we've already mentioned it like four times on this show. Kofi Kingston winning the WWE title at WrestleMania. This isn't even just like a yearly nominee. This is like a decade nominee, a century nominee, an all-time nominee moment. But so is the next one. And that is Roman Reigns' remission promo. Um, it's something that, if you've forgotten about, go back and watch it because it's going to be hard for your eyes to be pretty dry because this was, it was cool. It's always cool to see someone overcome and get through that. It's what you root for. And it really was special. Even if you're a Roman Reigns hater, this was a human moment. And sometimes human moments are the most powerful. So I think all these are deserving. Um, the last two for me are the two that stand out, and that's what it came down to. But I'm curious to hear what you have to say, Mr. Nestlemania. Well, the Bray Wyatt thing, as we know, as Detective Nestle, is something that I'm very much attached to. Mm -hmm. So when I saw that, I was, I was, I was Russell boned up. I was ready to go. I was excited. Uh, so me, as much as that's a huge moment and a presentation, I would say that doesn't necessarily get into a super hot fire for the year moment. Uh, when I get down to Keith Lee and what, what, yeah, and Roman Reigns, in my opinion, this would have been the one that I would have not even had in the category if we had to get one and put another one in. Uh, I think that it's a strong, strong moment. 
However, I think Keith Lee has a lot more moments to give, and we know the big dog. I'm not hitting the button, but the ooh-ah man. You're going to do it. Here comes the big dog. The big dog, Roman Reigns. So anyway, the ooh-ah man is already nominated in another part of this category, so I think that that is erroneous. So we're getting down to everything. I don't even care if it's right. <coughs> so, uh, so we have the big dog cancer remission promo, and we have Kofi Kingston. Now, as you did very well sell both of these, uh, I, I will say that for me, I think in terms of this is the only difference between the two. They're both, in my opinion, A+. Plus. I don't think you could get any higher with these guys. Um, I will say, selfishly for me, I'm going to look at it on a scope level. Uh, I think that Kofi Kingston had an important reach to a certain demographic. I think that Roman Reigns was a little bit more of an individual, like, look at what I had to overcome. So for me, personally, I pick Kofi Kingston as the Golden Knocker Award only because I think the reach was such a monumental top 10 could be for the rest of your life moment. And that's why I'm picking Kofi Kingston. I'm with you 100%. It's Kofi Kingston because this is something where no matter what it is, I'm never going to forget this moment. Like there are things in what we love about wrestling. We talk about it all the time, making moments. This is one that undisputably I'll never forget. If I'm having a bad day, I could turn on and watch it and it would bring a smile to my face. Like, because this... There was so much story with it. And the Reigns thing, like we said, absolutely incredible. But this one, to me, the Kofi Kingston is an all-time WWE moment. It was a long time coming. took way too long to get there. But that's part of what made it even more special. So, Kofi, yet more knockers. Kofi, raking in all the knockers, baby. He's got two sets. Ah, so many knockers. So many quad knocks. But you know what? We've just reached the pinnacle of happiness. And that just means there's only one way to go. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. I feel like I should be the one doing the heat because <laughs> I'm so well, negative all the time. <laughs> unfortunately, your voice isn't as beautiful as Mr. Michael Downing's. So hit us with our first category of the heat. Best heel. Mm, this is another new category in uh, 2019. And you know JC loves his heels. I yeah, love, you do. I love, Absolutely. I love me a good heel. And all four of these men are fucking phenomenal heels. But we got to try to pick the one. That was the best sure. in 2019. The nominees are King Corbin, Baron Corbin, Brock Lesnar, like that man always gets hate, Le Champion, Chris Jericho, who can turn a crowd in an instant, and then a relatively newcomer to the wrestling world who has taken it by storm, but a man who literally cuts great promos, MJF. Mr. Nestlemania, we are in the heat, which is where you like to bask in oh, the dark it, flames. It is. I like the bright flames. You like yes. the dark flames. Yes. So I'm going to let you kick this one off. I am so excited to be the uh, the master of the heat, apparently. So <laughs> there's four unbelievable people in this category, in my opinion. And, and any one of these guys should win this, in my opinion. I can make a case for all of them. Absolutely. King Corbin, in my opinion has the ability to poke the bear of the crowd and just get you out of your seat insanely upset. It's so much that you take to Twitter and bitch about it. Did you see SmackDown this past I know. week? Just, I know to date the program a little, yeah. but like when he came out, I was just like, holy fuck, they hate him so much. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. And Brock Lesnar, there's a hate for different reasons. Yep. Uh, he shows up, he goes away, he comes back, he's a workhorse. He leaves, he comes back, he rides back in, does his thing, beats Cain Velasquez, leaves. He does certain <laughs> things that make you upset for a visceral feeling. Mm -hmm. I think that there is an... Corbin, you can you can hate him and appreciate the hate. Brock Lesnar, you hate in that visceral sense of I want this guy to just not come back. 
You know what I mean? But if you saw him, you'd be like, hi, Mr. Lesnar. It's great to see you. Can I get a picture? Can you do a boom box for me? Yeah, exactly. The Brock yeah. box. The Brock box. However, now we get into the AEW portion. There is Le Champion, who can do, like you said, on a dime, figure out exactly where he needs to move that crowd and put him exactly where he needs to in the palm of his hand. Uh, and I believe, in my opinion, it is the best portion of Chris Jericho. Uh, like you said, when the bell rings, not so much. However, getting people to boo him, mm, getting people so to good. do it, so good. He's a man that has done it for so long and continues to be the coup de gras uh, that just does it so well. And then here's somebody that I have been touting, to, in my opinion, should win this category and may very well get the Nestlemania knocker, which is MJF. And I believe this man is already just, just he's just scratching the surface of getting people uncomfortable and, and saying things. The reason I will say that I'm looking at all four of these men and I, and I applaud them, I will drop off Brock Lesnar right out of the gate because there are times where I'm cheering for Brock Lesnar. So I'm looking it down to the three of them. I'm going to take out Le Champion because in my opinion, he's probably, if we had these knockers for 14 years, he would have gotten all of them based on how great he is as a heel. Uh, so I, I narrow it down to MJF and of course, Baron Corbin. Now, the heart of hearts wants me to pick Baron Corbin. However, I believe that you, as being a servant of the king, is going to give the king your golden knocker. So I'm going to go off into a different planet, and I'm going to give my golden knocker to Mr. Maxwell, Jacob Friedman. And here's why. I will give it to him because when you go to a wrestling convention, he's MJF. When you go and you see him outside in the parking lot, he makes fun of you. He does something that you will absolutely hate that man. I think Baron Corbin in a PR standpoint, would drop the gimmick a little bit, still would ad agitate you a little. But I Clearly think... don't follow him on Twitter. No, 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 on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's different. I say in terms of, I think there's a living the gimmick portion of the heel. I think I would say MJF has it down pat, and I think that there's a reason why he is where he is. Uh, so I will give it to MJF. Go ahead. My only comment about this is, because I'm giving it to Baron Corbin. I, absolutely. Out of doubt, 100% is him. Because... What you said about Brock Lesnar and why you DQ'd him is the same reason why I'm not giving it to Chris Jericho or MJF. Okay. Because people also do cheer them too. And what I think makes them great heels, though, is they can turn it. Yeah. And my biggest argument, the reason why, honestly, I would throw MJF out first, he was a babyface most of the year. Sure, he had, like, the dinky rink heel thing, but he was Cody's best friend, the biggest fucking babyface on the planet, Milky White. He's so Milky White, his fucking hair turned bleach blonde. Um. So, that's Cody, though. That's not I know, but, but he's his best friend. He's aligned with him. He's saving him. Yeah, he's but coming he said, out. Cody he's said in fighting his promo, he goes, he was an asshole, yeah. but he was my asshole. Exactly. But that's he was, he's he still was, a doesn't jerk. matter. He was still a baby face. Now, 2020, MJF, I would say he's absolutely nominated for this again because what we've seen in the past month or whatever since he's turned on Cody, like that's some real good heel shit. Like it's fucking phenomenal. But again, this is a year-long award. And for me, that's that's just why I throw him out. That's fine. Because for me, I mean, this is this is Baron Corbin. Is no doubt about it. He's the best heel in wrestling. He's fucking amazing. I just, I fucking, you know, I'm on his jockstrap. Listen, I will fucking live there like I'm fucking milking a tea. It's like he's the fucking man. What testicles are you? I don't milking? know why I went there, but uh, wow. Okay, that was dirty. I'm not hitting the nasty button. That was weird. How do I transfer out of this one? I don't know, Michael. Find a way. Most underutilized talent. Now, this has always been one of our most uh, celebrated categories, uh, most underutilized talent, as Michael yes. just so eloquently said. This is someone that, you know, obviously is incredibly talented. 
that people love that could just, if you know, if they were given the opportunity, they could be at whether it's the top of the card or near the top of the card or really like become that next level star, but they just either haven't got that opportunity or for some reason just inexplicably aren't used. We've obviously over the years, we've had some good ones. We've got fucking Becky. We pretty much got Becky Lynch to where she is. We're taking full credit for that. We did that. But every year it's somebody. So this is one where when I look at it, I really got to look hard at like, who are people that you think is someone that if you took them, and they were booked properly, they'd be, they could be the top star in the company. That's what I think of this award. And I think all four of these nominees have the ability to do it if it's done correctly. And those nominees are Alistair Black, Andrade, Cien Almas. I'm sticking with it. I don't care. Who I believe was on this category last year, he too. He was, yeah. Uh, Mustafa Ali, and then Rusev, who was also on this category last year. Those are the four. There could be plenty of people on this list. Absolutely. But these are the four it came down to. Um, this was a hard one for me because, obviously, I think they're all underutilized. I think... Um, I'm going to throw it Ali first, as much as I love him. I think they have, they're getting there with him. And it's, I think these other three guys are guys that could be your world champion in Alistair Black, Andrade, and Rusev, if you were willing to commit to them, which they haven't been yet. Um, Rusev's my guy. He's always been one of my favorites. I probably gave it to him last year. I think you did, yes. But I'm not going to give it to him this year. Okay. Because they have, you know, he's been around at least. And Andrade, Andrade did just like, they went out of their way in the freaking draft to make him a top pick and they're still doing nothing with him. So he for sure is there. But my pick is actually going to go to your boy, Alistair Black. Shut the front Because door. literally this is a guy, when him and Ricochet came up, they were an exciting tag team. But the minute the brand split, they flipped them, I was like, Alistair Black's getting lost on SmackDown. I came on this program, said immediately, Ricochet's going to be fine in three hours. He'll be fine. He'll get to where he needs to be. And he did. He had like the most fucking wins on Raw in 2019. Credible year for Ricochet. Great debutant on the main roster. <laughs> But Aleister Black went the other way. He sat in a fucking closet most of the year. True. Just whining about not fighting, cutting awful promos. He had a couple banner of matches, including the one with Buddy Murphy at TLC, but he wasn't utilized. But this is a guy, if they use him, he could easily be at the top of the card. He has one of the coolest entrances. He's incredible in the ring. He has one of those finishers that catches your eye. He has the look. So for me, that's where my knocker goes. Wow. I know. I did not expect that. Yeah. That was an unexpected twist. There you go. That was wonderful. JC calls him like he sees it, man. There ain't no shirt coat and bullshit. No playing favorites with me. <laughs> that was so fast. I don't even know what he said. Uh, look, so now we're, we're going into Nestlemania's territory. We're here for the most <laughs> underutilized, you know, underutilized talent. Excuse me. And I, I, for your segment, I will say I agree most of what you just said. However, for me, I look at Rusev right out of the gate saying no because he's being utilized, at least in the shittiest way possible. He is, in my opinion, being utilized. So a portion, you know, portion of that makes no sense, so I'm getting him out of there. Ali, in my opinion, is in a tag team with your boy Shorty G. He's doing something. He had, he could have had a bigger moment if, if he didn't get injured in the earlier part. That's where Kofi comes in, of course. Uh, but I will say, I, when I look at him uh, right now, he's not much higher than I would expect him to be. Sigh, Shamer. No, that's not it. No, no, no. That is not it. I'm just saying. Sometimes you just put him up there for me, and it's like, what, am I not going to dunk it? Come on. You could be a friend and not do it. I think I've proven on this podcast that you're a bad friend. Entertainment comes before friendship. Wow. I think of the people. You think of... You would let JC puts the people first. You put Nestle under a truck, essentially. Uh, no, if there under were, the bus. If there was a dunk tank and it was either, it was 30 degrees out and if I hit it, you'd fall into cold water or I could be a friend and purposely miss it so you don't. I'm fucking entertaining everyone and nailing it and you're going in that dunk tank. And I get pneumonia and die because of you. Yeah, I do the same thing though. If I was on there, I'd, I would hope that you'd hit it and knock me in. No, because I would JC not goes it. all in for the people. Hashtag JC of the people. Oh, stop it. People power. Yeah, That's there you what go. You are. I, I would be a great big Johnny. You're terrible. Give me a fucking uh, motorized wheelchair. It'd be so much fun. Oh, you, oh you, I'd sell the fuck out of that shit. 
Anyway, we got way off topic there. Uh, so Rusev is out. Mustafa Ali is out. And now we're down to the two. The two. CN and uh, your boy, as you picked him, Alistair Black. So I am going to say on this program, and this is where TJ is finally going to just be so excited. I have waited for this moment to be official right in front of your eyes. Alistair Black is no longer a WrestleMania guy. I don't know if I buy it. I'm telling you right See, now. See, the other ones no, 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 I bought, no, this one, I think why. you're just doing it. I, I don't know. No, I I'll, tell you, I'll tell you okay, why. Tell me why. I'll tell you why. First off, just more, more recently, I don't know what the fuck. I, I agree with you guys completely. I don't know fuck he was wearing a TLC. <laughs> that was so That was gross. so embarrassing. So I don't know. Gross. I like, how do you, like my I, my wife's like, oh, Alistair Black, isn't that your favorite guy? And then like, I saw him in the, per, like the, not purple, but it, it was, was like, like shitty yellow brown. yellow brown. Yeah. So I was looking at him like, yeah. And he had a big shit stain on his that wasn't that didn't help my case. But the more I thought about it, I keep defending a guy, in my opinion, that I don't think the WWE is going to know what to do with. I really don't like, and I'm not saying underutilized in terms of like they should do something with him. I think that he is such an eclectic human being and so interesting that I don't believe the WWE can do anything with him. Like, there's not even a portion of saying you can utilize him, in maybe, my opinion. Maybe if he, I mean, they're doing it with Bray Wyatt, but I think it's mostly because Bray's doing it. Sure, but I, I don't I don't think you can give him, like, he has to sit up Undertaker entrance, and like, yeah. I love the entrance and the presentation, but the more I'm watching him, bell to bell, he's great. Yeah, it's, but it's what is, becomes before and after. It's yes. so bizarre. Agreed. Agreed. And I, I'm looking at it from a perspective of like, I hope that he becomes WWE champion. I want that, but there is a portion of me that said, a bigger portion of me that goes, why do I keep investing in these people who just can't get the rocket strap? I don't know. I'm an idiot, apparently. Character flaw. I don't know. I, it must be. <laughs> it must be. So I'm giving my golden knocker to my boy, Andrade. Because he deserves it. I think this is a man that was the NXT champion, a man that has done amazing things with Zelina. When he's put in a situation against Rey Mysterio, I could watch him 758 times with mm -hmm. him, and it never gets old. I think he makes everybody look better. He's doing so much that he could be doing, but I think that there is so much more untapped potential in terms of when I think of these four people, the most untapped potential is my boy CN so I'm giving him my golden of golden knockers that's all I got okay okay Michael will you please do the next one what could have been so what could have been this is when you're looking back in the year and you're like man what happened there there was so much momentum with something and it was just like maybe it just fizzled out or maybe there was a devastating injury or maybe something weird happened. You know, it's just like you look back, and it's like, man, what could have been if this actually happened or if this was different? This is always a fun one. It's the hardest one, I think, to really like find what to put in here because it's such a broad award and everyone's so different. But I think we got some pretty good uh, recommendations here and nominees. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, Nestlemania was a this is this is one huge category. Actually, had his fingers on because he's yes. good at you know this is this nitpicking is right yes. up your alley. Yes, this is the heat, baby. So uh, the first nominee is the main event of WrestleMania being so late with all the fan fatigue. Like it, like I said, if you watch the match by itself, it was great. But unfortunately, when it happened, it was like we all just want to go to bed. WrestleMania should be two days. Okay, interesting. Um, also, what could have been? Gargano and Champa. the storyline didn't pay off. You mentioned earlier Adam Cole just kind of stepping in. It gave him the rocket ship, a great opportunity. He took it and ran with it, literally. Um, but this was a storyline that was literally building for, what, like three years in NXT? Yeah. And we never really got the true payoff. Um, the Roman Reigns attacker storyline, this literally like gave you a new gimmick, Detective Nestle. Yes. Uh, literally. No, you're not hitting it. No. Like 
chair like squeaking. Yeah, man. The, it's all about the wiggle. So yeah, that's a that's a nominee. And last up is the Miz getting payback on the worst in the world, Shane McMahon. I'm sure Ray Ray would have something to say about oh, that. Oh, he did. He did. And he's like, he's like, it's so. And it was funny because whatever. Well, there's more on You're that more, later. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a new category next that is uh, going to be your favorite category of all time. Yeah. It's literally the Nestlemania category. It is. But we're not there yet. Right now we're on what could have been. Yeah. So Nestlemania, you heard the nominees. Who you got? So here's here's where I, I, I'm at, right? So I think about all these things. When I think about Wrestlemania fatigue, I say yes. That sets in every year in my opinion. I don't necessarily agree that it is... In my opinion, what could have been, I, I, like I said, if WrestleMania was two days, maybe put, you know, like they do Wrestle Kingdom, we'll see in January, it'll be two days. I'm curious. Let me put goes. it this way. If this wasn't the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania, yeah. it wouldn't be on this list. Right. But it was set up to be one of the biggest moments of all time, and it just was destroyed. I think, by I think, I think. But that, I also would throw it out. I would throw it out. So that, to me, that's not necessarily where we're at in terms of the other two. Oh, sorry, other three. So I'm going back and forth here because there's so many different things, but. Don't want to get this out of here, but I do believe that Shane McMahon and, and The Miz, as much as it's something that I care about, I know you know it's one of those eh kind of things, yeah. right? So it's not something that's gonna I'm gonna linger the rest of my life and going. I wonder what would have happened if The Miz got nope, his hand. See ya. Up, you know? Nope. So I look at these two and I go, okay, we're down to brass tacks. We're down to what what spawned Detective Nestle and what, in my opinion, is something that's going to be a head-scratcher for the rest of my life. What could have been with Johnny Gargano? What was the final crescendo, as you would like to do, um, on a lot of different things in NXT? So, you think about that. Like, is it a question that you ask the rest of your life? So, who was the attacker, and why did it not work out? Or, what would have happened with Goldie? What would have <coughs> actually... You would have think... You would have thunk... Excuse me, I'm speaking out of terms. Uh, you would have thunk that uh, Johnny Gargano would have beaten Tommaso Champion because the babyface eventually gets over on him. So, I think I can, I can kind of get an idea of how amazing that match would have been. I feel like we got robbed. However... On the flip side of that, uh, becoming uh, a little bit more selfish by the day. I think... By the day? By the day, yeah. So, you were born that way, baby. Baby, you were born that way. Baby, that you were born Lady that Gaga? way. Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga. We're all about the Gaga. Here Gaga. Gaga. Uh, so for me, I will pick the... I will pick the... the, the uh, who was the Roman Reigns attacker? Because in my opinion, I think this could have launched everybody in 45 directions. I think when you have a whodunit mystery in wrestling and done correctly... It could have been something that I could have sunk my teeth into yep. and been very excited about. And, and and honestly, you go back to the NWO. Who's the third man? It's a question that gets asked for the rest who, of your life. Who, who, right? Who? It's a this could not that it would have been, but it literally is coming out of my mouth. This could have been something we could have talked about for the rest of our life if done correctly. Unfortunately, it got botched to all hell. Yes. And so that's why I'm giving the Roman Reigns attacker my what could have been Golden Knocker. Yeah, and just to add on that, like they remember they did the tease with the fake Eric Rowan and yes. everything. It was just like there was so much there, and then it just ended. But I remember every week we came on, yes. like you said, we created a segment. So you know what? To celebrate it winning both Golden Knockers, dancing. I'm even dancing. Wish you could see this. And then he ends with the Shermie. Nice. There you go. Well, that was a weird. That was a weird way. We came together that on that one. That was a shiny heat. That was a shiny heat on that one. That was weird. I think that's the best way to end the, the, that this portion. I believe. Uh no, we have the main event of the heat. Oh, I'm. I just sorry. Wow, you completely forgot the WrestleMania award. So, Mikey D, remind them about it. Get him off my TV. The worst thing of 2019 award. So WrestleMania, I know I'm doing these intros, but first off, I need you to say your patented line. Yes. Get him off my TV! Get him off my TV! Get him off my TV!
The worst thing of 2019 award. That's what it's called. The get them off my TV. The worst thing. The worst thing in wrestling for the entire year. Like, what is when you look back, you're like, oh my fucking God. That was literally, we say drizzling shits. Yes, we do. This is uh, this is the drizzling shits category. You could call it that as well. <laughs> the diarrhea yeah. of wrestling. And you know what? We have four nominees. There probably could be more, but these four, they stick out like a fucking smelly, stinky, poopy, full of corn shit. Oh boy. Uh, number one, the 24-7 championship. Yep, speaks for itself. Number two is the best in the world. Okay, okay. Shane McMahon, the Hell in a Cell match between Seth Rollins and the Fiend. Your neighbors are probably yeah, they're all gonna be ripped, yeah. And number four, the Lana Lashley Rusev. Love triangle story. Two of these are very recent. Yes, one of uh, two of them culminated more earlier in the year. Um, this is your award, so I'm going to be brief. They all suck. They could all win. But to me, there's only one. Because when I think back at 2018 when I was the most miserable, when every fucking SmackDown, when I saw that stupid fucking face of Shane McMahon, wow. I hated it. Every week on this program we came in, we complained about it in the heat. It was the biggest part of the heat. It was brutal. So for me, this award, the Golden Knocker, goes to you, best in the world, Shane McMahon. You actually won something that matters, and that's the Golden Knocker for being the worst thing of 2019. Jesus Christ. Ray is probably flipping his shit right now. Ray, Ray, I'm so sorry. I'm so very sorry. Okay, so remind, remind me again. It's 24-7, Rusev, uh, the best in the world, and Hell in a Cell match. Cell match. So uh, just because I can't necessarily think that it's going to be something, and I think about the whole year, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out Hell in a Cell because, yes, it upset me at the time, not necessarily something that I'm excited about. So that, it's off my TV, but it's not necessarily on the uh, get them off my TV. So then we get down to what I believe are the three that are the most egregious. I believe that for the most part of the year that Shane McMahon, although he sweats an awful lot, for some reason looks like he's peeling an orange and having a problem, he is not, in my opinion, a get him off my TV three times. He's a get him off my TV and they listen to me. And infinite times. No, but he, he's off my television. Yeah, but he was on he's, your TV for about eight months too long. He's off my television. So in my opinion, this is not... He, he, he listened eventually to the yelling of the get him off my TV. But he should have been off your TV in like January. I understand that. I don't so disagree with you. So it's egregious. I'm just telling you, these are the things that I think of. He's got... Okay. He, I said get it's him okay off my TV. It's okay to be wrong. Keep going. Now, this is my award. I am not wrong. Listen to me, Joshua. Listen. Fickle. Anyway, who the fuck is Joshua? Yeah, so we I get really down. Don't know who that we is. should have a who the fuck is Joshua award. I didn't say it so much. <laughs> I did, so we get down to two. We have the what I think is the most egregious championship of all time, the 24-7 championship. That's not the hardcore championship. <laughs> and of course, Lana and Rusev. Now, and Lashley, of course. When we get down to it, we think about okay. The the, the championship that literally means nothing, and they told us it was gonna mean something. And it doesn't mean anything anymore because I don't even know who. I think it's the truth still has it. He's now. gonna have it for eternity. It's it's a great segment splitter. It's a great segment to shoe in at the very thing. But they forget about it at times. They don't do anything about it at times. So technically, although it's on my TV and it gets off my television and it comes back, it's gotten two. Get them off my TVs. Get them off my TVs. So I believe it's not necessarily there. I will push it off to the side. My winner which I still am yelling, get him off my TV, get him off my TV, get him off my TV, and it's still on my television. I'm giving it to Lana, Rusev, and Lashley because these three, honestly, I, I want them off my television in this storyline, but as we know, the wedding is taking place the night before New Year's, and I'm not necessarily excited about that, folks, and I hope this is done and over with because if it's not, it's going to continue to be 2020's Get Him Off My TV, Get Him Off My TV Award. 
I only did it twice because I blew up. I'm tired. There it is. Michael, save me. Glorious! You're my only hope. Newcomer of the year. Um, yeah. So, thanks, Mike. Uh, we are now in the hope. We are out of the heat, so we're going to take a deep breath. I'm going to speak a little more calmly. Um, We're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. We only have, I believe, five categories left, but we have three segments. Okay. Um, So the hope has two categories in it. And the first one, as Michael just said, is newcomer of the year. Now, newcomer of the year, it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure of how you want to give it. Because it's not necessarily someone you've never seen before, but it's someone who is new to where they are. And that really, it's kind of like a breakout star award, but with a different spin on it. It's a whole new world. Yes. So the nominees are Darby Allen, who I honestly did not know before this year, and now I do. Lacey Evans. Yes, she was in NXT, but I think the way she burst in the scenes this year is huge. Same thing with Rhea Ripley. She was already a champion and stuff, but the way she busted in NXT and then to the WWE as a whole... A big impact. And then, of course, Walter, who, when did he debut? It was early in the year, wasn't it? It was, I think, uh, it was after a UK event. I'm sure yes. Brandon could tell So, us. yeah, he showed up at the end after the uh, after a Pete Dunn match. So, yes, these are the four nominees. I think all are deserving. And uh, for me, though, I'll be honest, I can give it to all four. I think this is close. And I don't think any of them super stand out from the rest. But for me, when I think back and I think of, like, someone that really, like, every single week when they got here... Like, they were one of the most interesting things to me, and I was looking forward to what they were going to do. And it was a lot more earlier in the year when she first showed up, but to me it was Lacey Evans. Oh, okay. And it started with that dan 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 and she literally come out and stretch. She did that felt like forever, but every week, I didn't care what it was. I'm like, oh, random match no one cares about. Lacey's definitely coming out, and that's all I, that's literally like, I'm hitting play and I'm watching it because it's great. And then she actually started to do stuff. She went right into a feud with Becky. They had the little mixed tag main event with Corbin and Seth or whatever, which wasn't great. But I think overall, it's just, I think she's had a great year, especially for a debutant on the main roster. Um, she's obviously now doing the babyface thing. Her and Sasha got a thing. But before that, the other thing that you want to talk about, like a B-list moment of the year type thing that wasn't good enough to get in the big category, but her and Natalia wrestling in Saudi, Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel is something also like I was at work and I had that on and I was focused on it. It was beautiful. Um, my eyes got a little heavy for some reason. I don't know if someone in the edit bay next to me, maybe Kevin was peeling onions. I don't know, but it was, it was tough. So for me, all these things contributed to giving her the edge. But like I said, I think all four of these are deserving. But for me, it's Lacey Evans because she's a... Nasty. Yep. I'm not going to lie to you. You were very long-winded on that one. So I'm going to be very short with it. I'm picking Rhea Ripley because... New my, NXT champion. She's the new NXT champion. I think she, towards the, she was the backbone of what I watched on NXT programming. When I watched it, I thought she was captivating. I thought she was somebody that you look at her. She's a star. When she walks in the room, you're just like, I got I, I to gotta know more about her. The other three candidates, in my opinion, or nominees, were great in their own their own right. But I believe that Lacey Evans has a bigger trajectory. She's she's just starting out in, in terms of what she could you know just do. Darby Allen, there is a who the hell is Darby Allen still kind of feeling. He's really cool, but though. he's really cool looking. <laughs> he's got that Jeff Hardy as much as I don't yeah, like he Jeff. Do, Hardy. He does. He has that Jeff Hardy feel. Uh, so if people that love Jeff Hardy will probably jump off that bag bandwagon and go out into that one. So and and for me, Walter, I'm not a Walter guy, so I'm not necessarily. Clearly, we can tell by yeah. the way you're shitting on him I, on these awards. Yeah, I just looking I, dumb. One of the more whatever. Whatever it is, what it is. <laughs> Rhea Ripley, give me that Riptide all day long, girl. You get the Golden Knocker. Whew. I believe it's the next category. Michael, hit me, hit me now. Best repackage. 
Well, there you go. You heard it. The next one is another new award for 2019. I was thinking, when trying to think of stuff, I was like, you know what? This is something that happens every year. Like, I feel like a lot of these get lumped in with the comeback sometimes, and it gets lost, and it gets too muddled. So we kind of gave it its own thing, and that's Best Repackage, as he just said. This is someone that went through a complete character change. There are a ton of people that could be nominated here. We have four. There's one that really, I think, sticks out above the rest, but that's kind of the reason why I'm not going to give it. But the nominees are Bailey and Sasha Banks stuck them together because they both completely changed their characters. They obviously were the baby faces, went into WrestleMania with the tag titles, lost. Bailey, you know, won the title, but whatever. Sasha came back as a heel. Bailey flipped hair. Complete repackage. I thought it was well done at the time. It's been an up and down journey for them. The Fiend Bray Wyatt, I mean, it's self fucking self-explanatory, man. This guy just took the wrestling world by storm. He probably should win this award, but spoiler alert, I'm not going to give it to Whoa! him. Yeah, just because, he, you know, I might give him something else. Okay. But the other one's Io Shirai. We talked about NXT when she yeah. flipped. Like, she needed a change, and it yeah. was perfect. That entrance is still must-see. And then, of course, my boy, Sean Spears, was part of uh, the feud oh, of the no. year, according to Tony Khan. Jesus Christ. Um, absolute fucking stud. Completely changed himself, went into a new company. So there you go. Best repackage, Nestlemania. Who you got? If you say who I think you're going to say, I might end up canceling this program. Just just throwing it out there. That's tempting. I You said repackage. It's it's a home run. It's Bray Wyatt the Fiend. He literally repackaged himself into something that has become the, the top merchandise seller. The man that has been now the universal champion. He is everything to that show instead of being what he was where he was nothing, essentially. He was a tag team with Matt Hardy as much as I enjoyed it. <laughs> the leaders of worlds. The leaders of worlds. You know, it's whatever. But now that he's, he's by himself in this incredible run that he's having. He's a once-in-a-generation kind of talent, as Christian says on WWE Back stage he just is that kind of guy so for me repackaging from literal nothingness into just not even something but the something yowie wowie he's my guy he gets the package that's what it is and like i said he should win this award but for me like i said i tried to when i give out my awards there are some people that i think definitely deserve something and don't get it um, and for me, mine's going to Io Shirai. Okay. As I, long as you didn't say Sean Spears, I thought Sean I was Sean Spears to... was runner up. No! That uh, is yeah, stupid. it was. It was down to those two. You can't even do that. If you continue to fight with me, I will change my award. <laughs> so keep your mouth shut. Don't take away Io's award because she fucking deserves it. Because I know I kind of shot in her in the beginning, but like I said, I love Io. She is my favorite part of NXT. She is must-see TV. And part of that is because of this character change, that entrance. I remember watching it. I thought it was so fucking cool. Obviously, The Fiend does all these things, too. But for me, I want to give EO a knocker. This was a way for us to make pretty much a different category where I could do that. So you know what? You let me organize this shit. I do what I want. EO Shirai, you get my golden knocker for best repackage. I didn't want to argue with you just out of not giving him the knocker. Yeah, I'd that's, stop that's talking because we aren't on the next right. segment yet. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Comeback of the year. So there you go. We go from best repackage to the award where the stuff is kind of lumped in. That is comeback of the year. That can include a repackage guy, as it does, but it can also include people who was just like, you know, they burst back on the scene, whether it was from injury or maybe retirement, as we've seen in the past. Undertaker would never be nominated for this. Wow. But the people who are are Les Champions, Chris Jericho. We talk about, I mean, he was uh, best champ. Like all these things he was nominated for definitely deserves a comeback of the year award. The Fiend Bray Wyatt, you spelled it out in the last category, uh, is in this one. John Moxley, obviously we know the shit he went through as Dean Ambrose and all the thing. He completely redid himself and now he's the number one contender in AEW, one of the most popular acts. And then, of course, the man who literally came back from having cancer, 
Roman Reigns. So to me, these are all, this is one of my favorite categories every year too, because we get to recognize someone who overcame something or burst back on and did great work. So I can make a case for all four of these guys, but I'm curious to see who you like. Well, there's a lot of amazing things. Just out of uh, out of what I know, I am going to disqualify Chris Jericho right out of the gate, I in my opinion. I think it's down to three guys, in my opinion, who have amazing stories. All three. All three. I'm not going to give uh, Bray Wyatt my comeback, only because you already I, gave him I already award. gave him an okay. award. So I will say right now, that's a portion of why I'm not giving him the comeback. I probably d- gave it to him if I if Danny looks up the results. I probably did. So again, I get like Cap used to say to us, you know, I reserve the right to change my mind. Yeah. Is what that is exactly. I am, I think I, I stay true because I'm a real man. Oh but. yeah, and the, you're called now. You're calling my manness into <laughs> no, question. I mean, la- no, 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 no. <laughs> you just called me. You just said so, I'm not a well, man. Well, you're doing this year, like last year. I think I picked like six different. Yeah, so. exactly. So just hypocritical. <laughs> pot me kettle. That's I, all I'm I've saying. never been hypocritical in my life. Uh, he can't even make <laughs> eye contact when he's saying it, folks. That's how I know he's wrong. So anyway, I'm getting it down to Roman Reigns, John Moxley, in my opinion. Darn it. The Shield. By Two thirds of the Shield. Did you see they uh, edited out uh, Dean Ambrose's name on the debut thing? Yeah, that that's a, that's a little weird. But anyway, but I, I get it. But it sucks. So it, it's it's coming down to that human quality <coughs> of Roman Reigns, in my opinion, and what he did. Yeah. And hearing the story of John Moxley, right? So for me, I'm going back and forth. There is a personal side to, to that I want to give the big dog my championship there in terms of the the best award, in my opinion, the comeback of the year. However, I do think I'm going to give it. I am actually going to give it to John Moxley, and here's why. I think that John Moxley, you could feel the disdain he had for the company he was in. He just wanted to play by his own rules. He wanted to do this whole thing, and he got liberated. The story, to me, shows the the antithesis of why people don't stay with the WWE and how he had to overcome that and start all over from scratch and have a different version of himself. And all these things that I look at, like comeback from cancer is a huge deal, and I applaud him, and I, I think that's an amazing thing. When I, I'm not downplaying cancer at all. I think that's a huge thing for Roman Reigns, and I'm glad to see him back. He has changed my mind on who he is. But in terms of comeback, in terms of taking a character, changing your name, changing your look, changing your demeanor, doing something different and becoming something different, I give it the golden knocker to John Moxley. And all those reasons you gave for him is why he's my runner-up. I thought it was incredible. But like I kind of hinted at last category, the reason why I didn't give him best repackage is cut for me. When I think of comeback of the year, this motherfucker was gone and dead and buried. And he came back completely different, reinvented himself. I mean, two of them came back pretty much. He just like... To me, there's no bigger comeback for me than the Fiend Bray Wyatt. 100%, that's who I'm giving it to. Like, great case for Moxley. Reigns, obviously deserving. But no doubt about it for me, it is the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Match of the year. All right, Michael. Thank you for that. We are in the home run stretch here. Two categories remain. And there's no better way to finish then with these two, but the first one up is match of the year. Um, there's a lot of nominees. This is always when you talk about a category and we flush it out, like there's way more nominees and there's room for. So your favorite match might not be on this list. Yes. But judging by like the feedback I got from the, the crew and everything, we got it narrowed down to four. So we're going to pick from those four and we're going to go from there. But the nominees are Cody versus Dustin at AEW double or nothing. One of the best storyline matches of the year, probably the best storyline match of the year. I'll say that. Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, baby, at NXT TakeOver New York. This thing was a marathon. It was incredible. Then you have the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks. I believe this was a ladder match at AEW All Out. 
Is that the one? Yes. That picked? Yes. Incredible match. Um, Dermotes. Yes. And then the final nominee, Walter, once again, uh, nominated for the third time. I can't wait for you to shit all over him. Tyler Bate versus Walter at NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. This one was also a marathon. Um, this is what kind of made me, I already liked Walter's character, but this made me believe in him as a wrestler. So all four of these uh, matches I think are fantastic. For me, it came down to two, but I'm curious to see what you have to say. So I will say this much. Walter versus Tyler Bate was, in my opinion, a brutal, brutal fight. They did something that I had never seen, and I, I tell all the wrestlers that I work with now, I want to see more of this. When you thought Tyler Bate was dead and he kicked out at one, I loved that. I thought that was phenomenal. But that's the only thing I remember from that matchup, so that's gone. Gargano versus Adam Kobebe, in my opinion, all of their matches are phenomenal. So it's hard for me to remember anything about these things. They all mesh together. So for me... I am going to disqualify that. Hater in the house, TJ. I, I'm just telling you what TJ, I feel. He's a hater. I'm just telling you what I feel. Listen, he's a hater. When it's all morphed together, it doesn't really matter. No, we know opinion. we know that how you're really an AEW guy, so you got to narrow it down to the two fucking AEW matches. It's a, they, yep. Both of these matches were great okay. in their own ways. So. I know, I know who you're giving it to. Oh yeah, it's so fucking obvious. Okay, I don't think you think it's obvious. There's the Young Bucks and the and the, the Lucha Bros versus Cody and Dustin, mm-hmm. and they both have different reasons for being, in my opinion, match of the year. However, what I will say right now is my golden knocker goes to Cody. Holy shit! And I am proud Dustin. of you. I'm proud of you. Yes, that's why. Because everybody thinks I'm a flip flopping son of a gun and loves my flips and flops and all that crap in terms of my gymnastical being. I mean, you are. You like ballet. It's okay. <laughs> but there's so much that I watched in this matchup from the lead up to the end to the bleeding to the whole goddamn thing at the end. I need my brother at the end of the promo. The whole thing. It's something that sticks out in my mind in terms of from beginning, middle, and end. The match itself, before and after, the whole thing. Beautiful. You get my it golden knocker. Beautiful. It was beautiful. And that's one of those things that I will cherish for the rest of my time when. I think 2019, I think of that match. Well, so my way of thinking, that is one of the two that I have as my finalists. Absolutely, because like I said in the intro, best storyline match of 2019. Absolutely incredible. I loved, I was into it bell to bell. I had my eyes. It was the one thing in that card that fucking had me. Um, I agree with pretty much what you said about Tyler Bate and Walter. Great match, but it's it's not up to snuff with the two that I had. The other one I'm throwing out, Lucha Bros and Young Bucks. It was great, but I honestly... I don't even think it was my favorite one in that card. I think I like Cody Spears more, but whatever. Um, this it was a great shoot. match. Just wasn't wasn't my favorite. I think there were better ladder matches even this year. So I throw that out. So to me, it comes down to Cody and Dustin at Double or Nothing, and Gargano versus Cole at NXT Takeover New York. Those two, like you said, it was more of a series. But this match was fucking incredible. I rewatched both of these matches, and I was been I probably I don't know what I voted for honestly between these two. But I was prepared to give it to Cody and Dustin for all the reasons you said. Mm-hmm. But rewatching Gargano versus Cole at NXT Takeover New York. That's who's going to get my golden knocker. Wow. You could flip a coin, honestly, for these two. I think they're both rewatchable for different reasons. They're both incredible. They both told stories in their own way. It was just, I love both of these matches. And I'm glad that you gave it to Cody Dustin because it's represented. But those are the two. Can we just state for very quickly that, and I know we're going to get a lot of, maybe a lot of hate for this, but not a lot of Raw and SmackDown matches of the year. Yeah. Just saying. Because they don't get, the, they the, don't. the reason why NXT always has the matches of the year is because they invest in like their biggest matches and they give them a ton of time and they matter. Whereas I feel like when you get to pay-per-view, first of all, they have like six of the same matches in a row. Yes. So it just, they kind of hurts them because they're not as epic. And a lot of them are just the same. Whereas NXT, if they're doing a match again, there's a gimmick and there's a reason for it. It's not just like, Hey, it's a hell in a cell pay-per-view. It's gotta be a hell in a cell in the match. Or Hey, where it's TLC. It's gotta be a TLC match. Even though we're not hating anything above the ring. Like it just, and I think that takes away from it, honestly, because every year, like, 
the only ones that I think are ever nominated are John Cena or AJ Styles matches. Mm-hmm. It's true. Seriously. Very true. And yeah. that's why AEW has two representatives because they're doing it more like NXT. Yeah. And it stands out. All right, folks. I believe it is now time to take it home on the final one. Michael, give it to us. Jobber of the Year. What's up, jobbers? Jobber alert. The main event, man. This is the fucking... It's in the name. Yes. And look it. When we say Jobber of the Year, this is the ultimate Choose Your Own Adventure Award. That's why it's hard even to put nominees, because there are arguments you can make for all different reasons, whether it's Jobber as an actual... Like, workhorse putting people over. A true jobber is, like, someone, like, before he was a scumbag. Like, we gave this award. Like, you gave it to James Ellsworth in one of our best debates ever. It was yes. Ellsworth versus Titus. Oh, God. There was only two nominees that year. They both deserved it, but it was for different reasons. Right. So, this year, we did our best. We narrowed it down to four. I took in everyone's feedback. And these are the four that it got spit out. Um, it's Drake Maverick, who, I mean, this guy. You all going to talk about entertaining? He was right up there. EC3. Nominated for obviously a completely different reason, but he's on this list. Poor guy's still concussed. I hope he gets cleared soon and gets a shot, but apparently he's been concussed for months. Scary, but we love you, EC3. Uh, You're in the top 1% of my heart. Oh, Uh, Jesus Mike Kanellis, who I don't think there's much explanation needed there. And then R-Truth, like, the guy has held a championship more than anyone else in times of one and ever, but it's like the ultimate, like... Yeah, I believe it was, it was in the Get Him Off My TV Award. So <laughs> yeah. these are the four nominees that we uh, spit out, and you could go in any different direction. Uh, for me, I gave it to Drake Maverick. Wow. Because the way that I defined – I mean, I defined Jobber in all different ways like sure. everyone else does. But Drake Maverick, to me, like, he had that mix of when, like, when he was on TV, he was always the butt of the joke. But he was always entertaining. He always did his job, no matter what was asked, no matter how shitty and embarrassing, even the more cringe stuff with fucking Dana Brooke. Like, he's doing what was asked of him. With a little extra for the job that he's being to ask. Job. Jobber, that's your job. But also, he's like, he loses all the time. Yes. So it fits that category. But it's also like he's getting other people over while doing it. Like he's, he's not only is he making himself interesting, he's elevating other people. That's why for me, Drake Maverick, you are my winner of the 2019 Golden Knocker for Jobber of the Year. Wow. Interesting. Whew. Interesting. Now I, I I I hold this in highest regard. This is this is the this is the main event of yes. the Jobber Knocker Awards. So I, I look at it with a little bit more luster, a little bit more je ne sais quoi, or whatever you'd like to say. I don't know what. So I look at this going, okay, let's break down the jobbers of the year, right? So you get to the uh, he, well, let me look at it this way. I look at Mike Canellis. He was unfortunately not doing a lot. Then he got cucked. Then he, I think he's either not working or waiting for it to be released or whatever. Yes. In my opinion, I don't necessarily think that he is, in my opinion, the jobber of jobbers. You know? So Take I'm gonna, it up with your boy, the Joe Stopper. Yes. He nominated him, and honestly, I agreed with it. So. I know. I, I just, I think that there is, there is something, but not. There's I a mean, gap. There's a gap. Yes. There's a gap in general. Um, EC3, in my opinion, is not necessarily a jobber jobber. I think that he's just been put in a situation where he's on main event and he's just, it's he's not in, uh, He's in about 1% of programming of 2019, there which doesn't go. help either. Yes. So <laughs> I don't, I mean, this isn't, this isn't who, who's the best in catering award. This is a job. Wow. I mean, so, Otis might win that. Yeah, exactly. Mm, tucky, tucky. We love a ham. Tucky, tucky. Sorry. I watched that last night. Dude, uh, I loved it. It was great. I, I gave it a, a super hot fire rating on Twitter. If you want to check it out. I fucking, I, that was my favorite part of SmackDown. So we get down to the two that held the 24-7 championship. We have R-Truth and we have Drake Maverick. Now, definitely the truth is definitely, uh, what, the 125-time reign champion, whatever, 24-7, 7-11, United States television, blah, 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 champion. European I, was in there as well at one yeah, point. Yeah, European. What, what? And so 
I, I, I will say I will give him a, a little bit more of a push here, in my opinion, only because he is somebody that when he's on the television, he does the most in terms of getting somebody going. He gets somebody into something. He makes you forget that you're watching a long program sometimes when you're in the middle of something. Like the other day, he just he did the John Cena thing again, and he just he does things that make like when you think about Drake Maverick and our truth, you think about the Roadrunner, and you think about you know like meet me Wiley think, Coyote. Wiley yep, Coyote. Absolutely. You, that, that's exactly absolutely. what when I look at it. So in my opinion, I am gonna be erroneous. I'm going to be a little weird. I'm going to be a little bit different. I'm giving my golden knocker to both R-Truth Whoa. and Drake Maverick. Whoa. Unprecedented, in Whoa. my opinion. Whoa. Yes. Is you this... can't have one without the other. You know what? Honestly, you're not wrong. That's a good point. But I know why my mind's blown. Yes. Um, this is for a very small audience. But in the last 24 hours, an award that I hold dear to my heart, which has never been shared ever, has been shared. Last night, the Tommy Award, Tommy gave it to Jalen and Tatum. First wow. ever co-winners of a Tommy Award. Wow. So you doing this now on Job of the Year Award, it's just like, I just, it's my mind is blown. The, the world is changing, man. It is. The you world is changing. You cannot have one without the other. It's a good one argument. Makes, it's a great argument. They were the best segments of this entire crappy thing that happened. So Absolutely. in my opinion, I give it to both, and that's the way it is. That's it. That is the Golden Knockers. We'd like to thank Michael... Mm -hmm. P. Downing for lending his sensual yet sexual voice. Those to the pipes, night. those pipes were so good this entire. Can't get it high. These eyes, these eyes. Yeah, whatever. It's, so, it's hard, man. It is hard. My wife knows the lyrics of that. She'd be really good at it. Anyway, so we want to thank you for listening to the Golden Knocker Awards of 2019. We won't be back technically next week. I am. I was on assignment. There will be programming. There will be programming. Yes. We want everybody to enjoy their holidays, and we will be back. Next year, whoa, with some new and improved jobber knockery. <laughs> <laughs>